The follow-up is simple. Ask a question, listen to the answer, then follow up. I'm your host, Noah Kozlov. Enjoy. Follow-up today is with one of my oldest friends, Alex Price. We met when we were four years old in school, and now Alex is a sixth-grade teacher in the same school district that we grew up in, and any parent should be lucky to have Alex educate their kids on anything. Al, how did you develop your teaching style? I actually uh, thought a little bit about that question, and I can't I can't honestly say that teaching style is as concrete as um, as you might think asking a question. It's I'd probably say uh, something you probably need, would need to ask people who've had me, students who've had me. But um, I think m- more of whatever the, the style might be is is kind of like a it's it's a framework that is of of beliefs and uh and and ethics and and principles that that I have um and I think probably any teacher would tell you if you if you believe in 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 the the importance of what you're doing um then so many different practices will will pretty much uh will will, will take shape from there but I, I wouldn't I wouldn't really say that I have a specific style and I, and I don't know that I could, could describe it. I just think I, it, it's something that I, I like to do. I believe in the importance of. So with that, um, I think the development of it just kind of comes with, with experience and, and constantly reverting back to the things that I, I think are important. Um, consistency, um, treating kids uh, more or less like, like little adults and, and then just adjusting according to to what what, what the kids' needs are. So I, I I can't really give you as concrete uh, an answer as as you might want. So uh, hopefully that's worth something. Where so where does that come from? Te- treating those little kids like, or treating the kids like little adults. Um, I think. I was I, my, some of it may come from the fact that I I've been in the same classroom, uh, same grade level for 13 years, but and and those have been sixth graders, so they're mature enough that that you don't have to really uh, patronize them because they they really don't respond to that. So it, they respond to, from what I've found, generally speaking, they respond to being leveled with. They respond to being given the opportunity to prove what they're capable of, um, being given responsibilities and proving whether or not they can be responsible, um, or, or trustworthy. So it's, it's a give and take, but I, I, I think treating them like little adults, uh, who are going to turn into, uh, big adults is, is the best way to prepare them for, for, uh, I'd say the upper grades, secondary schools and high school, but then also for, for a world that isn't really going to care that much that they're sensitive and that they are um, maybe uh, overly childish. I mean, the world that really is, is fairly intolerant of, of anybody who, who, who conducts himself like that or, or, or thinks of himself as being too sensitive to do something. So I, I think, as far as 
from what I've seen, if you generally give kids the opportunity to prove what they can do, uh, they they will usually rise to the occasion, and, and some don't, unfortunately. Is that how you responded when we were in elementary school to teachers like that? I would, I'd probably say yes. I, I can't tell you how much of it is uh, was determined by my parents uh, and who, who clearly valued education. But I'd say the teachers who kind of lay set, set the bar higher um, were were the ones that that I found to, to be most motivational for me. Uh, I, I think that when when kind of the gauntlet was laid down, I got to see myself what uh, what I could do, and I, and I liked the challenge. Maybe it seemed daunting at first, but I kind of liked reaching uh, maybe new new pinnacles of, of performance academically. And I, I think if I look back, I could probably name a few. Obviously, our fourth grade teacher, yours and mine, uh, was like that. I mean, he, he was fairly hard on us, and, and he maintained that throughout the year and th- there were times where I think his disappointment in us and I mean us as a class uh, was really based on his own disappointment in 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 his inability to to get something get a get a point across or to to have us master a skill and he refused to to have that be the case so we I think you probably remember we'd do something over and over until we got it as a as a group so I, I'd say I probably had those types of influences as teachers and also probably as coaches as well that, that I found to be most motivational. Yeah, I remember that when when he would rip up a test if not enough of us did well on it because then he would say, well, I didn't teach it well enough. Do you, do you get a sense from the kids that you've taught? Can you follow up with them when they are in junior high, once they hit junior high in seventh grade to see how they're doing and, and if you've really made an impact? I don't make a, a point of it now that I'm living in the same community where I teach. It's it's a little bit easier. I mean, I'm on the same block as uh, three former students. So I do get little bits of, of feedback, but I don't follow up as much. It's really they come to visit me, and, and I get to hear from them. Um, and, and there really are some stories that maybe – are more inspirational or more say like movie worthy than anything else. I just got an email two weeks ago from a student 11 years ago said he wants to catch up. He graduated Westchester. Um, but uh, it, it's, I guess to, to, I don't want to romanticize what, what we do. Um, I, I think that there, there are moments and certain moments uh, have the, the ability to be profound for students and then for us. And it's really not about what we do every single day that, that stands out more than anything else. I, I know that the eighth graders in our district uh, have to write letters to uh, former teachers at, at the very end of the year. And I got two last year and those are pretty much my connections because as they, as they get to eighth and ninth grade, they're, they're pretty much forgetting uh, where uh, where I fit in, I, I don't really have much of a place, and I perfectly understandable. But last year, last June, I got two letters from two different students, and um, they're very, very complimentary, and just let me know how, how things are going, what they missed from from my class. One was talking about just uh, how much she enjoyed the writing process and the types of writing assignments that I would would assign. She kind of was making connections 
between what she was doing in eighth grade, which was not overly pleasing to her, the tremendously bright girl, and then and the outsiders, the story that we read in sixth grade. Um, so she she had taken a the, taken one of the themes of the outsiders and and was kind of saying more or less it's a shame that 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 time in sixth grade can't stay. The, the theme being nothing gold can stay um, from a Robert Frost poem, but. She, it, it was a little bit upsetting. She clearly wasn't feeling as uh, as inspired as, as she wanted to, and I, I I wrote her back. But those are kind of the uh, the types of connections that that maybe I have as as far as following up is concerned. But we're talking a tiny fraction of the students that I've had, and hopefully there were just a few moments that maybe some of them had over the the school year that meant something and meant something to me, and that's why we continue to do it. I remember so many things about elementary school, sixth grade specifically. Are the stresses of the kids that you have in, in school in sixth grade similar to the stresses that we had in sixth grade, or are times just completely different? Uh, they're, without overstating, I think it can be, it can almost get a little bit cliche to say these new generations are just so much different because I, I honestly don't remember as much about about that stage uh, of my life. Uh, and I couldn't tell you what the, the perspective of an adult uh, would have been like the perspective of, of one of us, I would have, one of our parents would have said about 11 and 12 years old or what the teachers would have said, but I, I'd say they still have extracurricular stressors are, are fairly consistent. Um, whatever they may be sports or, or any, any sort of after school commitments. But I would say that there is uh, the the added stressor of keeping up with social media, um, which, like I said, I, I don't want to sound cliche, but I I do think it it, it it's a different dimension of stressor. I, I know that we, I mean, you remember me wanting to to dress like a junior high kid when I was in elementary school, and how like I I had it in my mind that I had to get used to wearing jeans because nobody would would wear sweatpants in junior high those things keeping keeping up with keeping up with trends and uh and and say uh keeping up with the times i think that's that's relatively um consistent but i think that making it public for everybody to know is is so stressful for some kids and it's for so many of them, I would say the majority of them, they just don't have the foresight. They don't have the maturity to see uh, how really not worth it it is to even enter that arena. And and feelings just get hurt. I mean, parents have told me that they've read text messages. I mean, one one parent lives, uh, I guess, a block over from me, um, and he he was just he didn't tell me specifics, but he just said he read a text message that somebody had sent to his kid, and he just is appalled at the way certain kids are talking to each other. And I think what is made public and, and almost the, 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 the image that is being projected by kids is adding a new level of, of pressure to, to what's already a very stressful time. Well, they're lucky to have you. Thanks, pal. I appreciate it. Yeah. Hey, man. Anytime. I remember a lot from elementary school, and a lot of those experiences involved Alex and our group of friends that are still like brothers nearly 30 years later. 
In sixth grade, our priorities were all over the place, and Alex understands that the same holds true for his students now. He shares our experiences with his kids, both tragic and triumphant, with the knowledge that it may not mean something to them at the time, but hopefully it resonates enough that they're able to look back at some point and say, you know what, Mr. Price was right. What may be more important than the results of the state assessment test is a year-long lesson that Alex's students get. That's one in respect. And that translates no matter what generation you're from. Thanks for taking the time to join us on The Follow-Up. The Follow-Up is a production of Vocal. For more information and more programming, please visit VocalNow.com. That's V-O-K-A-L-N-O-W dot com.